0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey, Rum, do you hear something?
0: Yeah, what is that?
1: It's a bird.
2: No, it's a plane. No, it's not that.
0: Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that
2: right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines
1: with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton.
0: Well, now.
2: Billy! I say Shaq! Yep, I'm back champagne problems at wimbledon ask Uh-oh. fans to cork it <laughs> when players if I love players these titles serve. yeah this is really i'm going to set this up when you are watching a tennis match when you're there unlike baseball and football um there is no audience interaction you're are you are it, there's this sort of etiquette about tennis and right. basically are prepared, you, you are expected to respect the players. Well, um basically what happened was you don't interact unless somebody serves and gets a point or whatever, if it's a good shot or whatever. So the 22nd seed, the player, was about to serve. So she had thrown the ball in the air and was about to hit it. And some somebody hopped a cork. <gasps> and... Yeah, pop the cork. It's like, remember how people go, you when when you're supposed yes. to have yeah, that nonsense.
1: Yeah. When um, you hear the big the big Yeah, pop. that's
2: right. Yeah. Um, here's what the umpire said. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you are opening a bottle of champagne, don't do it if the player <laughs> is about to serve. Stay corked. Um, yeah, that's why right. Why does
0: this have to be said? Like, why is it always somebody who thinks that it would be oh, either I, I brilliant know. or funny or just it went completely over their head? Do you not know what this reminds
1: this? me of, Ramya? Remember a few weeks ago on the round table, we discussed the singing at the end of the play. Oh, God. Remember the people and they the were musical? told, wait, you'll get a chance to sing along later on. And the people, no, no. And yeah, we played that I'm audio. The now. one person who got up and started to sing. This reminds me of that just kind of thoughtless.
0: Sure. But Again, at least that one I've... is just like a controversial story. This is like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, and this is so distracting in that sense. Yes, yeah, so is it if you're interrupting a play, and by the well, the play mm-hmm. you're doing, you're singing a lot longer along, and the the actors just, yeah, okay, it's kind of like the person when someone when they're singing the national anthem knows, yeah, but half yeah. of these people are going to get up there and sing along with me, even though I've been yeah. hired to right. sing the national anthem at this event. Right. Um, I, I find it so funny though that people are just sitting up there in their own little booth watching if they're really watching, and they're just whoa and popping that. Unbelievable disturbance, especially here, at Wimbledon
2: here is something the article didn't mention and should have if this had happened at match point and you mm. know at match point the, the the player who serves who serves a winner is going to win the match if and if that had happened, there would have been pure heck to pay uh, i mean the, the that poor girl lost the point, yeah. so yeah, I mean you know what I mean it would have been <laughs> but who mixes... And- who mixes champagne with peaches and cream? I mean, good God! I mean, I, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? That's what the real yeah.
0: discussion is. Breakfast yeah. at Wimbledon.
2: Yeah, that's right? yeah, Yeah.
0: No, but this is yeah. honestly why, like, especially with Paris sports, we see the edgacy and like what you're allowed to do as spectators. It can be very, very strict, right? We know with goalball, like they're just. It's hard. Yeah. Fast rules. You have to be quiet, and this That's is right. the time you have to be quiet. In. And and uh, other than that, like I mean, uh, during those times, the refs will actually point you out in the crowd to say "shush" or get out. um But we don't necessarily see that with pro sports, and uh, clearly there's a reason why. we yeah, need well, to. tennis,
1: you're not supposed to. Tennis, you are. It's yeah, gotta be it quiet. Golf, like a... there's the etiquette of being quiet because somebody's trying to concentrate. And we, the way we do baseball here in in North America, is different than in. Japan, for example, over there, yeah. and this is what we saw during yeah. the baseball classic, major leaguers from over here were so thrown off because of the noise. It's a party atmosphere through the whole thing. Here, like the organist isn't even supposed to play. Nah. You, you play an NBA game, yeah. and there's music and loud sound all as they're going back and forth and making their shot. Yeah. And if the players don't have that, they'll complain and say, hey, man, where's the sound? That gives me my adrenaline
0: yeah hey like at the end of the day the athletes need what they need especially on this level of competition so maybe we need to start putting it in the rule books
1: well you wonder uh, we make sports well, that, that is, for that, everybody but that is but that is you are supposed to be respectful and yeah. quiet for but golf. It, it's and not but...
0: hard and fast rules right it's well, just
1: oh yeah oh yeah but yeah it you, is you oh yeah it certainly is is it but the, yeah. oh yeah oh oh god
0: they'll so throw you out who's getting penalized okay all right yeah
1: they, they they'll throw you out if you start, and they'll they're always the umpires are always saying quiet please, you know, mm, making yeah, sure. That's... But but you wonder how much noise they put up with when they're practicing and stuff like that. Like you know, how much yeah, does but it's it distract a different headspace. them? Oh, very much so. Mm. Oh god. Now, as for like you said about goal ball parasports and what people need and the consideration when when Brock and them were doing sure. bocce, I'm sure there was the quiet please, and I thing. think that would mm. extend to. um the the you know the the olympics themselves yeah so uh and with those those rules
2: From workaholic in workaholic Japan, job agencies help workers escape the awkwardness of quitting. A very interesting thing, we're not talking about employment agencies, we're talking about quitting agencies in Japan. The when in quitting Japan, just agencies are a quitting. thing, like, can yeah, we just
0: are. break well, that down you, for a second? You, you
2: can't just quit in Japan like it's it's Oof. it's the it's the culture you are expected to stay in the company that you work for um and forever. Pe- forever and people um don't know the well first of all they don't know how to quit they they just they can't the idea of quitting is just like the article talked about the kamikaze approach where you we're damn the torpedoes you work until You, uh, YouTube, you retire. Mm -hmm. And employers in Japan, in a lot of cases, they have a lot more say in how companies are run. So basically, they will say things like, well, we can't fulfill the position if you quit. Or they'll withhold benefits. Or um, they make you feel guilty. And you got to believe, it's a different culture over there. People lose face. If you quit, people have lost friends. They have, um, um, you know, families, disputes over quitting. And the agencies, I think they cost around $500. They will write you, write a a letter of resignation. They will try to work with the employer. Again, try because it doesn't always work.
0: And a, a, a
2: lot of it, though, it's psychological because these it, it just, it's just is unheard of to quit and people don't even people just say hey I can't quit a job I hmm. I just can't do it
0: it's not even a job anymore it's like a commitment this sounds like divorce to me you know there's so much intervention needed in order to even uh... Not even accept, but to consider that somebody would want to quit, that you need a third person to come in and mediate the process and everybody try to get yeah. on the same page, which may That's or right. may not happen because yeah. it's so culturally, um, you know, understood that this is yeah. unheard of. But well, what's the benefit,
1: Bill? Is there the benefit of, of that mediation that we're talking about um, happening keeps you at least in the know of what? you're entitled to? And and that does it work in that way? Is it mainly to protect because you know that someone's going to say, well, we're letting you go, you're out of here, or, or sorry, not letting you go, but w- with you quitting, retiring, whatever it might be. And I, I'm sure there are some things they retire you out of, there must be policies now. But if you do have to quit, I found a better job or something like that. All right, well, security needs to get you out of here, because gosh knows what you'll take on your way out. Um, I wonder if some of this Oof. This some of the reasoning for this process.
2: Well, the the benefit re, the main benefit is is they'll do the job for you, and that's the benefit of it. That that's mm. you know that that's for a what reasonable
0: they do.
2: price. Yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly. For, oh,
1: yeah. good well, heavens. Imagine... well, if you're quitting. You must be in enough good shape to afford. Yeah, you. that's how the mediator looks at it.
0: Imagine how much pressure that is, though. Like oh, yeah. not Absolutely. having. You couldn't just wake up one day and say, I'm quitting my job. Like, this no, is no, no, a no. process, Lord, no. a yeah. mental process. Oh, yeah. And then that process, I think, um, can also be said about finding a job. Because as soon yeah. as you f- get working, that's it, you're locked in. Yeah, well, and, employers...
1: And maybe that's the reason you actually leave the job. And maybe that also allows people that time to think, do I really want to do this? Sorry, Bill. Yeah,
2: Yeah. employers will also say... Um, if you quit this company, I'll make sure you never get another job oh. in the industry. Like it's really, it's just That's rough. Now, fortunately it is changing gradually, Um, but it's still, you know, um, damn the torpedoes. If I'm working for a company and if I don't like it, I got to stay because I'm afraid to quit. And people are afraid to quit.
0: Remember it was, um, I think it was Japan where we talked about silent quitting as well a while back with you, Billy. Yeah, and even that, I remember the context being so unheard of. Like this was such a new phenomenon that people were, you know, dragged out to the point of feeling like they just don't show up to work anymore. They just don't put in productivity. But but we talked
1: about that coming here Here as well, having that discussion with Robert Half on on the program too. So, but the cultural difference
0: is so fascinating to compare. Very
1: much. Yeah. oh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely and And yeah. I just think, and again, so many of us in our position stop and say, "Who's quitting what? We don't have a lot yeah. of opportunity when you're in the disability community. This is something that's like, "Oh my gosh, you you are you that in demand well it 's just the culture of this is where you stay."
2: driver. He is the company's CEO founder. So here we go with this one, Associated Press. So Fang is one of hundreds of employees who occasionally do the hourly work that make companies hum. So in the example of the article that we're going to do, um, Fang, who's the CEO, um, he was uh, he was actually Working as a DoorDash driver, and um, he went to a restaurant. Couldn't find it. Um, couldn't so he Googled it, and the, the app sent him to the wrong place. So the purpose of this is so that executives know how the other half lives. And I commend companies that do this. Mm, same. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? The people don't know. Um, Let's do another one. Starbucks, the Starbucks CEO is a trained barista, and he spends a half a day at a store each month. Amazon introduced a program called the Associate Experience, where managers are encouraged to follow, um, you know, hourly employees. employees. And, Mm -hmm. And some of them, some of them, it's mandatory for managers to do it. Some managers have to, some don't. But the whole idea—I mean, how many times have you seen this? Where, geez, I don't know what my employees are. I mean, I got the—I got the address wrong, and now you know I'm not going to discipline them because I've experienced it, and and I know what these people are going through. And more companies, I think, have to if they aren't already. They have to. They got to do this. They got to set an yep. example.
0: Well, they got to. Yeah. This combined with. Like actual actionable uh, responses or consequences means that you'll get less complaints, right? Because we don't need to convince you, the the person all the way at the top of the chain, that these are problems and issues that we're having. Like if you were, well, you know, yeah, if you, to you got something to see... from our
1: last segment, Ram, we, you have the empathy exactly. because you got to...
0: Exactly. You know, the, I think of Uber, right? And all the people being left on the streets because yeah. they have oh, guide yeah. dogs and service animals. If somebody at the top could just understand how much of a frustrating situation that is by literally being there, you know, not hearing about it through the complaint lines, not understanding, oh, this is the ratio of people getting left on the streets. I'm talking you were there, you saw it, you witnessed it. That's enough for you to get it. And it, so I'm saying combine that with actual consequences and uh, laying down the law... And seriously, the system would get cleaned up so much faster, so much more efficiently, and that's why I'm agreeing with you, Billy. Like, it's got to be mandatory.
2: Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether Uber was mentioned. He, it might have been. I, I think Uber was mentioned in it. So, yeah. I'll As tell you, I like the barista
1: example, to be honest Oh, I, you, know, because... I know, I know. Because you know, there are so many little things doing any job. Ramya just said it a moment ago. Hey, you ever get a pop-up in the midst of what we're trying to do? Well, how hard is that for anyone to understand or think they could help that help us out? Because unless you do that, live it, do it that way, mm-hmm. it, it's a difficult thing. So that barista moment, that half a day working with that equipment, or maybe that 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 they go to a different one each time and and spend a half a day there, getting to know some of the potential problems and saying, Why is this stuff spilling? Well, this is what happens. Well, really? So, yeah, if we had a cup here or we had this or I'll speak to the manufacturer of this product and tell them we can't be having this happen in our stores Mm. and see what's going on. There are so many ways that on the ground we just accept this is the way it is. And maybe that person higher up who comes and says, why is that happening? That's disgusting. Well, this is why. What do you guys do then? Oh, we just clean it up. Oh no no no! This is a waste of time and productivity. Forget it. You know, maybe when they have to do things like that, they see things from that 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 eye, from that other perspective, that perspective exactly, Bill. And I think I think it's valuable. Obviously, some would say, only oh, spending half a day in there, how can they get the real? And there are bigger problems to deal with. But some of the bigger problems do need the voices of those living it every day. You know, sometimes you're going to have those other problems that. That president can't adjust that way uh, or address, but certain things, parking issues, location issues and internal equipment or or just the behaviors or what the staff are facing in the way of customers and interactions. Those, I think, for a lot of people will say, look, that's what I need you the most here for. I can send a letter or who, a few of us can sign off on a letter that says this is a problem for our staff leaving at nighttime and potentially getting mugged, whatever mm. it might be.
0: And it's got to yeah, be I a don't... regular thing. Like, you can't just yeah. do it for the novelty oh, of, gosh, oh, look yeah. at that, I'm the CEO, and I'm taking my time. Is there a time. camera there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take some
1: pictures of me doing it. You're from what I'm paper? The, the front the Times? line.
0: Exactly. No, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be a regular occurrence to shrink that gap between the top and the front line it's i like no it worked way.
1: into what they're supposed to yeah, do the if role. you take this position in. i like it as one of the job tasks to go in there you know if at all possible because i obviously understand you may have a a a, a vp or, or somebody that may have a disability mm-hmm. or a situation where they can't do it for one reason or another but at least go to the store at least be there at least observe and listen yeah nice. i, I,
2: I I was trying to find out whether the TTC... I mean, some of these companies in Toronto do. I mean, a good example would have been the TTC too because, you know, it's so tough being a driver and everybody takes these things for granted.
0: Absolutely. And sadly, you know, know, a lot of the times, the frontline workers are not the ones making the final decisions on changes in system.
2: Oh, no. Right? No,
0: no. Exactly. So, Or the strategies or all these other things. So you do need people who understand, who can... Put, you know be on the floor to understand what's actually going on and have that influence
1: and sometimes you can present a problem as a worker but until someone actually has the coffee spill on them or the exactly. issues at hand they may oh, by looking down say oh i know why this is happening yeah. wow we can fix this and sometimes that's the solution as opposed to what do you mean we keep having messes and that tell your tell your staff not to be so clumsy Feel at that better. store yeah exactly
2: BBC um, actually news um, tr- tries to um, in uh, to use more open source reporting, and I kind of like this article. And right. open source open source reporting is on. It works on the premise that you are the reporter, and not the reporter is a reporter. If you know what I mean. So right, there's a few examples of this um, that if. A reporter can't be everywhere on the scene. So when something happens, let's say there's a protest somewhere and someone gets shot. The police could say, well, he was shot. Someone could say he was shot by the police or somebody could say, well, he was was shot by somebody else. Well, if you have a picture, maybe the cops were trying to cover up the fact that they did shoot him. So the idea is if you're on the scene when something happens, it sort of makes the news more authentic and the BBC are using drones as they've done the Ukraine war. So, I mean, so much of what you're of what you read is based on interviews and, and that's not, I mean, that's not really being in the moment. And I think what the goal is of this is making, you know, if you see something, then you send it to a news agency, a news agency, and then they can report, they can report it. But it's based mm-hmm. on what you saw, rather than what they didn't see. What if there's a what if there was a natural disaster somewhere, and the reporter can't get there, but you can? So right. you or you're actually there are. At the that's time right. of yeah, that's right. So because well, you, there's you, a you, lot
1: of that you now that makes you stop and think. People are right. constantly recording, right? Because yeah, they'll right. you'll mm. cut to a story. Hey, this happened on this boat, or the, you know, a, a building blows up, and you sit there and you go who the heck was filming this building? Well, they might have been doing something else. They might have been sending something to someone. They might have been on social media where they could clip that moment or whatever, whatever they're doing, and that's what's happened, or someone else clips it for them or whatever it might be, and therefore we have, at the moment of, boom, building goes up. And it seems like, what the heck, are cameras, plus everyone's ring cameras and so on, are, are these things picking up everything? Is every moment out there on security cameras being filmed, and, and in all fairness, yeah, yeah but it if it's yours and you actually are able to say, yeah, I was there, it, you know, the eyewitness thing, Billy, that used to be the big eyewitness news, yeah, right, and that's they'd right. love to get, Bill, what happened when you were there with your cut face and everything, what happened, Bill, from the shaving cut to on, <laughs> you know, then you were able to give that testimonial and that report, um, but now they want it even closer, that eyewitness yeah, with that's... the recording, so we are the eyewitness.
2: Yeah and I think it makes and it it's the whole thing is trying to make the news more transparent and make it more authentic Yeah rather than rather than basing it on somebody's interview which could be edited also putting um, it all in the same more, place right yeah, yeah and you yeah, can That's imagine right.
1: it more if you are there you you hear it, and cameras now yeah, on everybody's phones are so amazing. It's and the only they... way we're
0: taking in news, anyways. It seems That's like right. a pretty bold statement, but really, you know, how many of us are going to World Star Hip Hop because somebody filmed something, and then other people are like, yeah, 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 I saw that, and it's all tagged on with everyone's footage. So you know, BBC kind of officially, professionally doing this as an outlet, it means that we're going there to do this properly. And honestly,
1: saying we got this from you who happened to be there, this is, and I think for all of us, it makes us feel there's more honesty, because we're so hard on the media as it is, but if they say, listen, listen, this is Bill's footage of what went on, call us a liar now, or say we're sensationalizing Mm -hmm. it now, when you can see the graphicness
0: of this film. So and, interesting and for yourself because at some point, as you said, Kelly, this was kind of a privileged situation. You know, the more people oh, who could talk yeah. about it, but now it almost seems necessary, no? Like with all the fake news and the other side of the um elastic band, right, where, where it's snapping the other end with the misinformation and fake news and just all kinds of manipulation of things that are going on, we're almost saying, no, it's absolutely necessary that we have people who can vouch for this event.
1: Or in real life. simply the images and sound. Mm-hmm. You were there yeah. taking a picture. We hear an explosion and we hear the person say, oh, my goodness. Well, wow, yeah. there it is. There's your eyewitness as well as you, you're seeing it through their eyes and what's happening now. But for a, a media outlet to come out and say, we will use your content because before everybody, well, I, I right. want the word of the authority, the person who should know the most, that reporter who's covering the story, now get some witnesses But, but Billy, this really puts it in a different perspective where you're saying, we have the most of this stuff. We have the most eyewitness.
0: One of the concerns I have is, though, how much is BBC putting their fingers into what goes out? Because is it as easy as, you know, I I just upload my uh, footage of the story, me being Mm -hmm. there, my commentary, or am I submitting something to BBC that they will then take and go, hmm... Does this fit what we're trying to say, the story, and then put it out there? Because that's dangerous territory.
2: This goes into the other part of this, is they're going to be fact-checking more. So I think they're trying to counterbalance um you know the the real yeah. news with the, the social checking.
1: media effectively well, yeah, yeah, yeah. i think they're telling us i think they're telling us that so we don't fake stuff as well mm-hmm. right and they also have that back up as far as they're concerned they're putting more drones in the air telling you we yeah, are watching over right. london and this is what yeah. we're going to see
0: yeah we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes because i, I think uh, it can be dangerous it can again go into the other side of the spectrum i think
2: right? it yeah it goes both ways
1: Bill Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Rumya. You can catch Shaq skulking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the end of the first hour of the show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of The Buzz.
0: The Best of The Buzz with Bill features Bill Shackleton, Kelly McDonald, and Rumya Amuthan of the AMI show Kelly and Rumya. The technical producers of this podcast are Matt Agnew, Jeff Ryman, and Grace Schofield. The manager of AMI Audio is Andy Frank.